0: Welcome to Energy If You Know You Know, the podcast that dives deep into the dynamic and innovative world of the energy industry through the voices of Gen Z. Join me every two weeks as I sit down with young professionals to uncover their personal journeys as they embark on their career and energy, what they like, don't like, and the impact they want to create. Don't miss out on this empowering journey as we unleash the untapped potential of the next working class generation. I'm your host, Saloma Karela, and this podcast is powered by Flipping the Barrel. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Energy If You Know, You Know, the podcast that provides a platform for Generation Z workforce to share their unique perspectives, ideas, and aspirations as they shape the energy industry's future. I'm so excited to introduce to you today's guest, Caitlin Kreger. Kaylin is a student at the Colorado School of Mines and is currently working as an intern at Iron Tech Resources. Hey Kaylin, I'm so excited to have you here today and to hear more about your background. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, I'm so excited. So tell us about yourself and what inspired and motivated you to want to pursue a career in oil and gas.
1: Well, like you said, I am a sophomore at Colorado School of Mines right now, and I am a mining engineer in training. I love fishing and reading, cooking, music, traveling. But I guess more of like why I wanted to become a mining engineer. My parents are both in oil and gas, and so I kind of grew up learning a lot about extraction and how important it is to our society. And I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do specifically, but I knew that I wanted a career that allowed me to do something meaningful, to work abroad, and to have leadership opportunities. and Mining, engineering kind of combines all three of those for me. And so I was like, that's
0: perfect. (laughs) That's great. You're actually the first person I've met that's pursuing that career. Could you explain to us what is mining engineering and share your perspective on the value of the hands-on work you look to have in this field? Our professors usually call us the Swiss army knives of engineers.
1: We get to learn a little bit about a lot of different disciplines so we become kind of generalists rather than specialists that most other engineering programs will give you. This enables us to lead really diverse engineering teams in any aspect of the mining process, all the way from exploration down to reclamation. We kind of get to learn about everything so that we can do anything. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> and we don't really have to decide which engineering specifically we like because you kind of get to do them all. But hands-on work is really critical for mining engineers, the best way to understand the mining process is to get first-hand experience in it. Internships are really important for us to go and actually work on mine sites. We're really fortunate at Colorado School of Mines because our school actually owns a mine called the Edgar Mine, where some of my upper-level classes will take place. So I'll get to actually go out there and drive an LHD and design a blast pattern and actually blow it up. And I'll get a lot of hands-on experience there. And then something that's also really cool about my school is that we have a three-day engineering festival called E-Days. It's really fun. And we actually have a lot of mining games that people can come and play, learn more about mining. And so that's another fun way to get experience.
0: I think if I'd go back in time, I'd probably pursue that career. Funny enough, my professor mentioned that the chemical engineering is a universal engineering. Now I'm kind of questioning that. <laughs> you touched base on internships. And I know that you are currently pursuing one. I want to ask you, finding internships could be very difficult, especially with the competitive job market. So I'm curious, how did you come across your internship? And what advice would you give to those who are currently seeking out internship opportunities?
1: Yeah, finding an internship is really tough. I learned that firsthand this year. I went to both of my school's career fairs, handed out resumes. But as a freshman who doesn't have any like engineering work experience, it's really hard to get hired for jobs that do require experience. I kind of went through an interview process with a different company and wasn't really successful there. And luckily, a family friend reached out who has a mining company and just started his startup, Iron Tech Resources. And he asked me to come onto his team and to start kind of learning how to do some 3D modeling for him so that I can model His product and eventually help him test the product. I guess some advice I'd have is experience is experience. It doesn't really matter where you get it as long as you do get experience. And so the first two years, it's really hard to find internships. It's a very competitive market right now, especially after COVID, since some of the upperclassmen didn't get internships the first few years. So we're kind of competing with them. But I think just take what you can get and it'll work out and you'll be. Glad that you had the experience.
0: I love that. What kind of skills were you highlighting on your resume as you were submitting them and applying? So I think that Mm -hmm. was no experience.
1: I think leadership is something that's really big to me. I know as an intern, you probably don't use a lot of leadership experience, but it kind of shows that you're adaptable and flexible and you got your head screwed on straight. I think another thing that was important to me is just being a quick learner and being willing to try new things. I kind of gave some examples of situations I was put in when like the interview process when I had to kind of think on my feet and come up with something that would work. I was kind of just trying to highlight all my good qualities because I didn't really have the experience to back it up.
0: I love how you touched on the fact that you used your interview skills and in other interviews to kind of highlight your strengths and adaptability. That's awesome now. I want to kind of shift from internships into mentorship. As a young professional, seeking out mentorship is also difficult and it might seem very intimidating. Could you tell us more about your experience with mentors and how they've helped you grow both personally and professionally? And after that, I'd love also some advice to give those who are hesitant to reach out and seek guidance.
1: Yeah. I mean, throughout my life, I've been blessed to have. Ton of mentors and very different aspects of my life. I've had some people in my personal life who I've really looked up to who can help me go through the hard times and my spiritual life as well. And now kind of most importantly to me is my academic and my professional life. Recently I've benefited the most from my major specific advisor. He is really great at answering all of my questions about mining and career paths. He takes the time to help me figure out what I want to do after I graduate and kind of helps me look at different companies and what to look for in the companies that I want to work for. And he has most importantly empowered me in the classroom and really helped me feel like I belong in a very male dominated industry and also just my department. And so I'd say some advice is it's really important to choose somebody that you respect and that you connect with. And so for me and kind of all of the mentors that I've chosen, I usually just Start up a conversation with them, whether it's like after class or you know after hanging out. And I just kind of want to get to know them better and make sure that this is somebody that I trust to help guide me in my future. And then I usually just schedule a meeting with them to kind of talk to them one on one and share more about myself and my goals. And then the most important thing is just to ask. Just say, I really respect you as a person, as a professional, and I think I can learn a lot from your experience. I think you'd be surprised that most people love the opportunity to share their knowledge and to pour into younger generations, and they just don't get asked to do that. So I think it shows a lot about you if you can put yourself out there enough to just say, hey, I would really benefit from talking to you more.
0: And would you say that you seek out mentors who kind of have a career path you aspire to go down? Or do you just find any professor or person who you seem to, or you think you might Connect with?
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely a benefit in finding somebody who has a similar career path to what you're looking for. My professor, who's my advisor right now, he has had the career path that I want to follow. He's worked abroad a lot, but also it's important to find people who just have different things in common with you, like to find somebody who's like a woman executive or is in a leadership role. So you can find somebody with a similar career path, but you can also find people
0: with similar
1: characteristics too.
0: You just touched on abroad. So I assume that you're interested in working abroad. I know that the energy industry has a lot of opportunities for that. And as a young professional, are those your goals? And what do you look to achieve both personally and professionally when you get that chance to work abroad?
1: Yeah, I really want to work abroad so much. Traveling has always been something that I really loved. It's important to me to learn more about other cultures and just different ways that people do life. And I think one thing that's really cool about working abroad is that you get to experience very diverse thought. Our values and ethics in the U.S. can be very different to other countries. And so it's important to get the experience where you get to understand those different thoughts and you know, the way that they can approach things is different from the way you approach things. So when you work together, you can come up with some really amazing things if you have two different backgrounds. And also science and technology is different around the world. Some places are more advanced in something than others. And getting to work abroad, you get to see all of the different things that they've come up with and how maybe you can take that back to the US or into different countries. just, you get different thoughts and ideas, and it's also more of an opportunity to give back to the community as well. Something that is really cool about mining is we really focus on social license to operate. If you do not have the blessing of the community around you, then you're probably not going to get to mine there. And if you do, it's not going to be a very happy experience mining companies often really try to give back to the communities. They work on schools there, they have healthcare, they have job opportunities and education. Getting to work in different countries would be able to give back to different communities that I wouldn't be able to
0: hear in maybe more remote areas and just different culture groups as well. So you're hitting two birds with one stone, providing energy and giving back to the community, which is awesome. You touched on the fact that when we work abroad, we have the chance to grow in thought by learning different thought processes, cultures, etc. Now, I want to know about your thoughts in your generation. I know they're known to be more outspoken and truer to themselves in comparison to the older generation. And can you identify a personal value of yours that you consider a strength? but might potentially be seen as a weakness by the older generation. And can you explain your view on the strength?
1: Yeah, I think one of my
0: biggest values
1: and strengths is empathy and emotional maturity. I'm a person who's very emotional, so it's taken a lot to get in touch with my emotions and kind of have the maturity to deal with them. And I think some of the older generations tend to see that as being unprofessional or as a weakness. And I would argue that it's actually one of our biggest strengths. And I think I use my emotional side to really try to connect with people and to not just think analytically, but to bring in the human factor into the industry, which historically hasn't really been a second thought. And I think many people believe that as an emotional woman, you're not capable of leadership or even working in a male-dominated industry, but I think that it's Proof that we do need more people like that in the industry who can really not just think with an engineering mindset, but think about all of the impacts that they will have on other people in the environment and the people around your work site. And I think as my generation focuses more on ethics and environmental impact, being empathetic is an essential tool for helping the extraction industry reach its goals of like a greener future, but also building a better relationship with the public and the idea of mining in
0: general. I love that. I do believe that being empathetic and being vulnerable helps connect and will help us deliver a message further than just our industry or the people that are working in our industry. Now, talking about that, the perception of energy and the energy industry has evolved over the years. How do you think your generation can change that narrative and promote the positive aspects of working in this field?
1: Well, we all know that extraction and energy is very important. Something that they stress a lot in my department is that if you can't grow it, you have to extract it. And so everything around us today comes from extraction. And we need to work with the government and politicians and different social groups to help educate people on the importance of it so that we can introduce new policies that work with the industry to help us get to a greener future and a more humanity engineering focus. And I think rather than trying to make us the enemy, we really do need to work together. And so I think my generation with our power of social media and like the importance we put on platforms and really speaking out on issues that are important to us, I think this is something that needs to be spoken about more so that more people understand where do these things come from and how do they come about and how can we get involved in the process to make it a better one. But really just we need to work together.
0: One thing I want to ask you is what advice would you give to other Gen Z individuals who are interested in pursuing a career in the energy sector to help also promote it? I think do your research
1: and think about what do I like, what's important to me, so you can kind of figure out what road you want to go down. And also just don't let stereotypes hold you back. You can do anything you want to do. I mean, I just saw the Barbie movie last week and I'm feeling very empowered. I can do any career path I want to do. And I think that Gen Z is really taking that initiative and looking into different opportunities. But yeah, just do your research, figure out what you want to do and you got it. You can do it.
0: That's a good one. One last question for you before I go into our final five questions is the importance of a support system. So, we have a role in the energy industry. As you mentioned, it is a male dominated industry, it is difficult. We are working with many different generations. How does having a strong support system impact your professional journey? whether it's school or at work. And can you share the importance of having such support and the positive effect it has had on you?
1: Yeah, having a strong support system is absolutely critical. I'm in school right now and classes get really, really hard. And having friends and family who will encourage you to keep going, to keep being ambitious, you can do it even when things get hard is so important. Like you won't get anywhere without that. And this year, I've had plenty of friends and upperclassmen who have supported me you know, through my academic journey and my parents who keep encouraging me to go on when it's hard and I just want to come home and in your professional life, finding a spouse that will encourage you to keep being ambitious, even when people doubt you and when you do doubt yourself. That's really key to getting to where you want to be and just recognizing your potential for greatness
0: finding people in your circle to keep you motivated and to also acknowledge when you're feeling down and Mm -hmm. be there for you. Kaylin, you're awesome. So to end the podcast, I have a series of five rapid fire questions and they are structured in this or that format and I'll need you to answer either or. Okay, are you ready? Yes. All right. Books or podcasts for expanding your knowledge in the energy sector?
1: I'd say books. Okay.
0: Attending energy industry conferences in person or participating in virtual webinars? In person. In person. Taking on a leadership role early in your career or gaining more experience in different roles before stepping into leadership? That's a tough question. I like trial by fire, so I'll say the first one. Okay. Investing time in building a strong professional network or dedicating time to perfecting technical skills? Let's say the first one. Interesting. Taking on a challenging project with a steep learning curve or choosing a more straightforward task to build confidence? The second one. The second one. Awesome, very interesting. Is there anything you want to elaborate on? Any question? Um, the leadership, you thought that one was difficult.
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely a benefit in both of those, but I kind of just like to throw myself into hard challenges and hope for the best, You know, ask for help when I need it. And I think with the last question too, there is a benefit in picking more straightforward tasks to build confidence because anyone can face this, but me in particular, I face confidence is a hard issue in this industry. And sometimes it is nice to just have a task that can help you build confidence in yourself. And other times it's a good idea to just throw yourself into something that's hard.
0: Very, very true. Very true. For me, I think a balance of both is if you mm-hmm. take one task that's going to help you build confidence, the next task should challenge you so you learn. So you learn learning, girl. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for joining me, Caitlin. It has been awesome. And thank you for being on Energy. If you know, you know. Thank you for having me. It was great. All right. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me. If you like this episode, please like, subscribe, and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. For more, visit us at flippingthebarrel.com, and we'll catch you on the next one.